This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. Let's talk money with financial journalist and author Mary Holm. Hi Mary. Hi Jesse. Nice now, I wrote your down voice. your problem, but I, um, I'm t- I was too busy thinking about what to talk to. That's my excuse. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll do it later, though. It sounds okay. good. Yeah. That'd be good. I think it uh, might be called simultaneous equations or something like that. No, yeah, that's a, not quite right. a, something like a, that. The arithmetic required is not high, but it is a kind of a bit of a test of logic, I suppose. Yeah. Um, how, how many eyes has an octopus got, though? Two eyes, for the, two eyes for the purposes of this oh, okay. problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and eight arms. We're not calling them legs, again for the, again for the purposes of this problem. Good. Hey, um, okay. let's move on to your topic today. Now, we received the following email. It says, Hello, Mary. I just listened to your RNZ interview from the 13th of February. This was seven days before the top of the market. You must have had some insight of what was going to happen. For the theme was, we've had a great decade with shares, but beware of your risk tolerance and change now. Hopefully your listeners listen to you. I just wanted to say well done, and now you just have to predict the bottom. Ha ha, that comes from Co. Um, And just to make sure that Co... Uh, is telling the truth here. We've dug up this clip, Mary, so let's return to a simpler time. February <laughs> February 13th, when COVID-19 was just something happening overseas, I think, and uh, this yeah. was Mary Holm in her interview with me. The other key message is when you see the markets going down, don't panic and bail out at that point. Don't sell your shares if you're directly investing in shares and if you're in KiwiSaver don't say oh gosh I oh, helps this is my balance was 50,000 and it's now 30,000 I mean that might happen um, don't go to your provider and say look I I can't cope with this I need to move to a lower mm. risk a lower risk fund what you've got to do is think now about whether that would make you panic picture your KiwiSaver balance halving, because that is possible. Picture that happening over perhaps a fairly short time. And if you think, "Mm, gosh, I really couldn't cope with that, move the money now, today, into ring them up today, into a lower risk fund, because then you are moving the the shares, while they're still worth a lot, the shares currently are worth a lot. So moving the money now, selling now is fine. You're effectively selling if you move to a lower-risk KiwiSaver mm. fund. And selling now is fine, but selling after it's gone down is absolutely not because that's when you make those losses real. So, Mary, you now have the uh, <laughs> broadcasting facility to say I told you so to New Zealand if you'd like it. Yeah, although, I, look, I, I think that... Yeah, I have. I think, I think I've said this before. I think they're the four cruelest words in the language, really. <laughs> I told you so. Um, so let's not quite go there, but it, it, it was extraordinary, and I hadn't realised it until um, this this nice chap who listened to the podcast just recently, and so he said, "Hey, you know, you." It was a week before. That was the thirteenth of February, I think, and 
on the 19th of February, well, the 20th of February, the world share market started going down, and on the 22nd, the New Zealand market started going down, and they both went down very fast. And so, so as it happens, um, it was a very timely message, and especially when I said, if you think you couldn't cope, move now, not not mm. after the market's gone down. Um, I do have to say to you, Jesse, though, that you and I have talked about this sort of stuff often, and probably at least once a year I've given the same message, and the market just kept on going up. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't actually forecasting it, I was just just saying um, this could happen. Because, yeah. because the, it's interesting to think back on it, because back then in mid-February we were, I was pointing out how well the world and New Zealand share markets had done in, in the previous year, in 2019. They were fantastic returns. And throughout the whole decade, actually, exceptionally good. And, uh, you know, I had been worried that too many people hadn't sort of seen a big dip in the share market and so they mm. would panic. And unfortunately, some people have. I don't really have a feel for how many. Um, you know, some of the KiwiSaver providers say they, they have had a lot of phone calls and, and emails, etc. But, of course, you know, they've got thousands of members and so hopefully most of them didn't you know, didn't panic and move their money to lower risk after the markets went down. But So um, so what can we learn from this, Mary? Yeah, well, a main lesson for people is is that now they know how they, they would react if the market went down. And, and if, in fact, if, you know, if they're long-term investors, they don't need to spend the money, KiwiSaver or other money, for 10 years or more, then it's really good to just ignore these downturns. Well, ignore is too strong, but um, note them, but do nothing. Do nothing. Stay in your you know, higher-risk fund if that's what generally suits you. Stay um, course. But it, it, for people who have actually moved, I'm just saying have, have moved down to a lower risk after the markets fell. Look, that's a pity, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, Get you know gradually move your money back up to the risk level that's right for you, but maybe you should be staying in low risk if you're the type to panic. Um, the, on on the KiwiSaver Fund Finder on Sorted, there's a little tool that tells you what helps helps you find the right type of fund for you. There are other tools like that on the internet too, but this one's quite a simple one which I like. Um, so people can learn from what's happened lately how they how well they do cope with volatility in the markets, um, while noting that the the world and New Zealand markets are about halfway back up again. New Zealand, in fact, further than halfway back up um, from that fall, and a lot of people are still not realising that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we've had our minds on other things, really. There was a, a week or yeah. so there where everyone was talking about their KiwiSaver balances, and then that chat sort of died away, and I don't know if it's because the... The, the balances went slightly up again or whether people have just got too much else on their minds? It's probably a bit of both, I think. Mm. The, the, if you look on the, if you look at a, um, a chart of, of the New Zealand NZX50, which is the main share market index, it's a real V-shape. It went, the market went down and then it just turned around and went back up again. It didn't sort of hang around at that bottom point for very long at all. And so I think 
people, those who were sort of nervously watching their balance, um, saw it, you know, they're sitting there thinking, oh, gosh, what should I be doing about this? And see, it's sort of recovered more than half of the fall already. Who knows what's going to happen next? I'm not... I had a friend email me this morning who heard your promo on the radio this morning and said, and said Jesse says you're now, going to make a prediction. Have I lost Mary there or have you lost a connection with me? Um, I can hear you. Can, can you not me? hear me? If, hello, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? <laughs> that was so funny. Um, yeah. Yes, <laughs> so how much silence was there? Because I suddenly found myself in my daughter's bedroom with no friends. Uh, and and know your voice. So were you just holding the fort by yourself, Mary? Look, I don't I don't know how much the world heard. <laughs> I can't even remember where we were up to. But just okay. saying about well, how well, let me covered fast. Yeah, let me, pick, let me pick it up then, because I I wonder if one silver lining of all this activity in the share market is that there might be a bit of um, greater understanding of how a share market works and. And people may, may be a bit more educated or, or even um, enthused to take part in it. Absolutely, yes. I think I think both things have happened. People have learnt, and they've learnt that the markets go down a lot. But also, there's been a, a, a real growing tide of interest in investing in shares. I think from from people who realise that that the, with the market down, there's some probably some pretty good buys in there. Now, the market could easily go down further. There's just no way of knowing. We don't really know what's going to happen to the economy as a whole, and, we, and shares tend to forecast the economy. And, they, you know, that what, if, if, the, if people, share investors, think things are going to get worse in the future, they sell now. And if they think things are going to get better in the future, they buy now. But I've really noticed um, an, a renewed interest in people just getting in there and buying shares um, I've had more letters about it lately, and and you know apparently there's a lot more action on this uh, social media about which shares to buy and all that. And that is probably a good thing, as long as I would advise people against planning to buy and then sell again quickly. Um, you know, the the real danger of that is people will do one trade and it'll come out really well, and they think they they really know how to do it and get stuck in and put more money in and. Um, day trading or you know weekly trading or even buying and selling within a month or two um on average people do not do well at that and especially by the time they've paid the brokerage and all that so that's not a great idea but if, but the good bit is people are learning about the markets and and some people are take getting in there and buying for the long term and that's that's a good thing really now a correspondent asked if you could um Please tell them when the market will hit bottom, Mary. We're all we're all ears. <laughs> Look, sometime in the next ten years um, is about as good as I can say on that. It might have already, but it might not have. Sorry, I I simply don't know. It's it's um it's too hard to tell. Um, can I throw one at you, Mary? Sure. Um, if you are wanting to change funds for or whatever reason maybe you as you've um as you said uh, maybe you've discovered that a high risk fund is just not for you doesn't suit your nerves or uh, maybe your circumstances have changed because of the financial environment or maybe you just want to change funds because you want to change funds um does changing funds 
realize your losses in the same way that selling shares does? If you move from a higher risk fund, say let's say within KiwiSaver, although it could be you know elsewhere, if you move from a higher risk fund to a lower risk fund, then you are taking your losses, making them real. Um, if you're moving from one provider to another and staying at the same risk level, then that's fine because you're sort of selling at a time when the share values are down, but you're also buying at a time when the share values are down. And so it, it's a bit like with houses. You know, with the house market goes down, people who are buying and selling in the same market, it doesn't really matter. And it's, it's similar with shares. But if you're reducing your risk level in the process of your change, that's not a very good idea at the moment. Um, if you're increasing yes. your risk level, if you've decided I'm going to get a bit braver, uh, that that probably is quite a good idea because the market's down, although it could go down further, mm. but, you know... But you've survived the shock and now you're uh, going to invest potentially at the right time, although you yeah. have to think about it in those terms. Yeah, it's good because some people might have just said, oh, I'm going to just start taking a bit more interest in my KiwiSaver. They might have been sitting there in a default fund or something. And um, yeah, I talked to you a while back about this KiwiSaver warrant of fitness that I suggested people do, which is on mm. my website if people want to look through, just checking to see if they're really in the right fund for them and, you know, the right provider, etc. Um, yeah, so... Yes, it, it, it's a good time to to be thinking about that. And so if you're wanting to increase your risk, this is probably not too bad a time to be doing that. Yeah. So, but if people are listening to you and, and they've learned that they, you know, that high risk isn't for them, what should they do? They will be realising their losses, but they'll also be following your advice about moving out of that fund and into something. Um, yeah. So, yes. So if they if they haven't moved yet, um, but they're thinking, oh gosh, I really can't cope with this volatility. I would suggest you just move gradually from a higher risk to a lower risk. Nearly all KiwiSaver providers will let you be in more than one of their funds. So you could ring them up or email them and say, I want to move, you know, 10 or 20% of my money into lower risk now and then do another batch in a month and another batch in a month. So if you're moving gradually, at least you're not moving the whole lot mm -hmm. at a really bad time. Um, but that's a really good question because yes, if you're sitting there and thinking, oh God, I don't, I don't want to be and don't want to go through this again, then just if you just move things gradually, then you're never going to be doing the very worst thing. You know, you're going to be dribbling it out over time. Um, yeah, yeah. There was one other just quick point I wanted to make at mm. this time, and that is the. Um, when at the beginning of this when we were talking about perhaps I'm good at foreseeing what happens in the markets and in, in fact I'm not but it's interesting if you if you do Google searches on people who have called the markets they, they tend to say um, and, and you know some of the big fund finders and I mean fund managers in America for example have been made famous over the years because they realized before say the global financial crisis that shares are going to go down and so they advise everyone to get out fast and um, similarly there'll be people before this big downturn who'll be also becoming famous for doing that and what tends to happen then 
if there are fund managers, everyone wants to go and invest with them. They say, hey, this person really can time the markets. They've got the secret. And a whole lot of money gets flooded into their funds, and, they, and especially if they get two calls right, you know, which sometimes happens out of sheer luck. And then huge amounts of money go in, and then they get it absolutely wrong. I mean, history is full of that. So thinking that anybody can actually time the markets, including the professionals, they just can't. If you just, you know, it, it, there's a lot of luck in it and a lot of, um, yeah, it's, it, it's just not something that people can keep doing. I mean, Warren Buffett acknowledges it up, right up front. He says, I can't time markets, and if he can't, I don't know who can. Mary Holm, great to chat to you as always. You can hear all of our conversations online on the RNZ podcast page at rnz.co.nz. Cheers, Mary. Bye.